there's a saying that say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Because <laughs> you know it, it's not going to work out that way. But I think you said a lot when you you mentioned you know living every day to the fullest. If you do that and you present yourself in a way where you're in a position to take advantage of opportunities that present themselves, then you'll be good. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Weiss Advice. I'm your host, as always, Yona Weiss. And with me today, we have a great guest, as always. I mean, listen. We have great guests on the show. That's kind of my my theme over here. And I'm really excited to introduce Johnny Lynham, who is going to be sharing a little bit about his journey and about what he's going on. But before anything else, Johnny, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great today. Excited to be here on the show and uh, yeah, and talking real estate and success, man. That's it. That's that's what we talk about. Well, you know, it's wise advice, but we talk about real estate. We talk about success. And we like to give a little bit of advice to those who are listening because Every single one of us has something that we can teach, something that we can share from our own experiences that you would never, not even necessarily think about it, but everyone who's listening to that can relate. You know, everyone can relate to other people and our individual stories. So I'd love to just get into this. One thing that's fascinating to me, um, just to give our listeners a little background, little context, you're an active duty uh, Air Force officer. So thank you for your service. Thank you for, you've been doing that for quite a while already, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just hit 16 years uh, back in August. So that's incredible. So it's a, it's been a pretty full career in the military and you've done, uh, you know, amazing things with that. But more recently over the past, uh, you know, decade or so you've been involved in real estate, right? And so real estate has kind of helped you to be able to retire or come up on retirement uh, soon from the military and be able to you know, live off that cash flow and off that, uh, off that. So I'd love to jump right into that. If you wouldn't mind, how do you, uh, how are you able to, let's just get the elephant in the room. How in the world are you able to balance, right? A full-time career. And at the same time, be investing in real estate. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a, uh, a team effort and, you know, it wasn't necessarily apparent at first, but as you grow and continue to pick up rentals and we start looking at multifamily, that there's a team behind you to make you successful. And so with me, the military kind of, we talk about leadership as an officer, you got to be a leader from day one. And so that kind of came inherent just from doing the job and moving around in different positions. And so it was like, okay, how can I translate this into starting a real estate business? And my wife, we chose for her to stay at home after we had our first child. And, you know, it was like, okay, I have her time. I have a little bit of my time. And how do we bring this together to kind of lead a team effort around real estate? And it just kind of grown over time from, you know, using our VA loan, picking picking up a couple single families, foreclosures here and there, and just kind of hitting the ground running in Panama City after Hurricane Michael in 2018 and just putting the whole team together. That's amazing. And so have you been stationed in, in one place over this the last 16 years or have you moved around a lot? Oh, moved around. So it started in Warner Robins in 2005, Warner Robins, Georgia, went to Newport News in 2011 and was there for two and a half years and went to the D.C. area 2013, 2017, went to Panama City from there. 
2017 to up until November last year, 2020, and been back here in the D.C. area for about the last eight, nine months now um, on this assignment. So, but it's, it goes fast. It's been a great experience. What I tell people, not every job is the same in the military for the ops tempo with deployments. Mm-hmm. I've been blessed to uh, to go on two deployments um, and, and just from supporting from that perspective. But a lot of my peers haven't just because the acquisitions and, you know, being in the development side of weapon systems, you don't get to get out and, you know, do, you know, be a real soldier, as right. you would say, even though I'm in the Air Force. But one of the things that I've seen is just the amount of skill sets that we have mil- as military members pick up um, from doing our day to day jobs that a lot of times we don't recognize it actually translate into positive attributes on the private side out in the civilian world. That's absolutely correct. I totally agree with that. And I've seen that hand in hand with many people. And it does translate into business. And real estate is a business. You're running a, running a real estate rental portfolio or you know doing you know, project management of, you know, like you did recently in your 18 unit, like a real rehab project, right? That was, you needed to have a, a team, you need to, you know, set goals and, and you know, work with alacrity to make sure you're, you're hitting those goals. So I think a lot of those things come come from the military, as I've seen, obviously, the, the commitment, right, to a goal, those are things you definitely learn. And I would say one other thing that stands out to me is just the integrity. And, and in business, to be successful, you need integrity. Otherwise, you're kind of let, because it's about you. It's about your relationships with people, whether it's brokers, contractors, uh, buyers, sellers, et cetera. Yep. No, that's 100% correct. And, you know, that 18 unit, it was one of the biggest things where that we took over a headache from the seller. But he ran into those issues where he assigned an assignment of benefits with a contractor who didn't perform who, you know, walked off the job, you know, took money and didn't actually finish the work. And so it was really stressful for them um, as a, you know, a couple that was near retirement. And, you know, we kind of stepped into that opportunity and uh, and helped them navigate this space and get out of it. And then really it took over the headache that came with it. But at the end of it, you know, we were successful, but uh, it definitely goes a long way um, on both sides of the equation, just like you said, with all across the board. What are a couple of the, some of those attributes? You know, maybe there's some people listening to this that are also veterans or active duty, and I, I believe there are. I actually know quite a few that listen regularly to this podcast that fit that description. What are some of the other things that you would uh, kind of recommend to them while they're, you know, maybe looking to get involved in their first real estate deal or continue to be successful in their real estate? You know, obviously using the VA loan—that's a huge huge thing. You took advantage of that. Um, I'd highly recommend everything. But besides that, anything that you might want to kind of use to trans that they can translate that into the business world or into the real estate world? No, most definitely. I think the biggest one is take action. You know, whereas that a lot of times we listen to, you know, the podcast, we watch YouTube, we, we read the books, we go to the seminars and network. But when it comes down to it, that a lot of times we lack, lack that ambition or motivation to actually take action with the knowledge that we've picked up and gained and actually implement and, and do it. So I think that's one of the biggest things from service members, whereas that you do a lot of times we say we don't have enough time, but we do have enough time to where we can, you know, serve faithfully and, you know, take care of our duties during the day. But, you know, we're not at 100 percent all in every to every day. And so during that downtime, you know, maximize your time and use it properly. Whereas that, hey, you can look at using your VA loan to pick up your first 
property, going networking events, meeting people, mm-hmm. hey, build a team with partners that, hey, you may not have all the time, but you have other people that you can right. bring into the team that can have that have time and can bring that to the team in order to take down a multifamily, for instance. Absolutely. And were you, I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges for a lot of people is besides for the time, you know, a lot of it is like location. And people might be thinking, well, hey, I'm not located in a great market or I'm not located in a place where I can actually buy something that, uh, you know, with the resources that I have. Well, maybe look outside that. I mean, maybe talk about some of your experience, uh, the properties that you own are not in the place where you live, right? Right. How do you do that? (laughs) You're exactly right. And I think, you know, as you move around and navigate, it's like you see the areas, you get intimately familiar with some of these areas. And for us, we have our renovation business that's still going in Panama City, where we were stationed at last year. But it made sense uh, to keep it going. And we successfully executed seven projects so far this year. And uh, we're continuing to go. But we were able to do that because of the team. Mm -hmm. And so right now, I've been 14 hours away for almost eight months away from all these projects that I haven't personally walked through any of them. Um, with the exception of one when I drove down for one day during spring break with the family. But other than that, you know, I've been leaning on my team for my contractors, my realtors, my title company, uh, my inspectors that are my eyes and ears to make sure that the contractors have kind of executed everything properly. And so, so, you know, that now with technology and, you know, Zoom and, you know, Slack and other tools that you can use to leverage uh, to build a team. You don't have to personally be there anymore. Right. And I think you just have to put that together and, you know, that fits within your lifestyle and and just execute and make it happen. For sure. And that just goes back to what you said before, take action, you know, take, take massive action at, at that, right? You take a lot of action. And um, that's really what it's about. I think for me personally, that's, that's something I need to hear because I need to take more action and some, some things with that regard real estate. So uh, definitely going to take that advice, that Weiss advice coming from Johnny today. I want to <laughs> talk a little bit about uh, a book that you're publishing, your first book that you're going to be publishing later this year called The Real Estate, Real estate Success Strategies, Right, what they forgot to teach you in school. So this is really exciting. I mean, there are so many things in terms of financial awareness, uh, real estate specific, obviously, but just in general finances that not that they forgot necessarily to teach us in school, but they didn't teach us in school. So what, I mean, obviously the inspiration for this is clear, but again, taking action and actually doing it and writing this book is just tremendous. So let me tell us a little bit about that book and, and what, uh, you know, what you plan to, to gain out of that. Yeah, it really the biggest thing. I wasn't actually looking to write the book, uh, you know, LinkedIn of all things. I had commented on a, uh, former co-workers success at writing a book and the professor from Georgetown who runs the program there actually came in. He's like, Hey, if you're really interested about getting more information, we just started last week and we still have a couple slots open so you can start. And I was like, and, and I came with a, all the objections about time and, you know, running a business virtual now. And he crushed all that. And my wife said, you got to practice what you preach. You tell people, you know, become comfortable being uncomfortable. You got to do it. Yeah, you don't like writing, but they're going to teach you how to do it and stepped out on faith and, you know, it made it happen over the last, uh, you know, five, six months putting the manuscript together. That's incredible. So it was really just part, it was part of a program that they helped. They helped you to, uh, you know, put it together, right? Yep. 
Yep. Book creators through Georgetown University, a phenomenal program. Professor Coaster is the best for us breaking this down. And I'm an engineer. I'm an electrical engineer by trade. But, you know, for us to go in and teach a guy like me to write stories and actually, you know, bring in and interview great people like yourself and, you know, and, and talk real estate. But then to bring it together behind some of the themes to help people walk away with some tangible uh, habits and strategies that they can use and implement in their own lives. Awesome. You mind giving us maybe like a little sneak preview? I'd love to get like a story, like something that uh, you, you took a lesson away from that's in that book maybe, or maybe even not in that book, but something that you, uh, you know, you, you've obviously done multiple real estate transactions, a couple dozen, right? So you've, you feel comfortable in that world. You've been doing this for a while. I guess uh, something come to mind. Yeah, I think the biggest one, and it's really a story of perseverance and tenacity was uh, Dave Seymour. A lot of people know him as the, uh, you know, he was on the hit TV show with A&E's Flipping Boston. But he immigrated from uh, immigrated from the UK over here, West Virginia, moved to Boston, you know, up until one point, you know, he was a firefighter. He was working as a contractor. Then he had another side gig to the point where he was working over 120 hours some weeks. And, you know, for him, he hit rock bottom to a point where is that he he saw infomercial in the middle of the night about real estate and went to the seminar, put in thirty thousand. And uh, he went through and just took it. He, he took the bull by the horns. Uh, and and executed. And so from him taking that action, he did a $5,000 wholesale transaction. If you ever seen the show or talked to a real witty guy, you know, straight shooter. And with that persona and attitude, his instructors brought him back like, hey, you need to be teaching this course right here beside us and telling people about your experience. And from there, you know, the opportunity came. They were like, hey, put this application in with A&E. And he put the application in and kept his, you know, kept true to himself and uh, and sent it back. And he got selected out of hundreds of applications. And the rest is history. Wow. He went on from there and started a private equity fund that he's doing now. He's raising $100 million buying apartments along the Gulf Coast. And, you know, it's just a phenomenal story of, of perseverance, awareness that where you actually come from and the situation that you're in are, are the situation that you're in right now doesn't necessarily define where you'll be in the future. That's awesome. So that's a good one. That's such an incredible lesson. And you never know. And you also never know what's really going to be. I mean, I like to ask people on the podcast sometimes, and I'll ask you the question, but I like to ask them, like, where do you see yourself, you know, five years from now? Like, what's the goal? Like, what's the plan? And the funny thing is, as much as we can project, you know, of what we'd like to be, you know, maybe X, Y, and Z, there's so much that's totally out of control. And so much that one choice that we make may completely change the trajectory of where we're going to go. And so that's why people ask me, like, what's your plan? You know, what are your goals next five years? I have no idea, like zero. Like I never answer that because to be honest, I just, I live life. I try to live every day to the fullest and I try to take opportunities when they're presented to me. And so you never know where an opportunity is going to be presented to you. And if you just take that, you, you have no idea what life could be like in uh, you know, a year from now, five years from now, but it definitely should be involved with personal growth. That's for sure. Yes, most definitely. I think the, there's a saying that say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's not going to work out that way. But I think you said a lot when you, you mentioned, you know, living every day to the fullest. If you do that and you present yourself in a way where you're in a position to take advantage of opportunities that present themselves, then you'll be good. You know, good things to follow. 
And uh, you kind of go from there. You know, for me personally, five years, you know, preferably I'm, I'm retired from the military and uh, I'm doing real estate full time and I'm helping other people find their way through real estate. You know, that's one of the things that I'm passionate about. Um, we're just helping people find financial freedom and time freedom just yeah. kind of after those goals. So amazing. Do you have a, do you actually have like a, uh, I remember Brian Briscoe, who's a, a mutual friend. He's, you know, just retired recently from, from the Marines after 20 years. And he had like a, he had like a clock going on. Like he put it, you know, submitting his, his retire, you know, <laughs> retirement. And he was counting down the days to go full-time to real estate. You have something similar to that. Do you have an idea of when that's going to be, or are you just going to take it as it comes? Not yet. For me, I'm at about three months and uh, three years and about 10 months. So I'm a ways away. So that would be miserable. But no, it's in the back of my mind. And, you know, on the other, the other side of it, I love what I do. And the reason why I've stuck around with the Air Force this long is because I truly believe in the mission, the calling and, uh, you know, and just being around great people. And so for me, it's been a great it's been a great uh, opportunity. And so I, I'm still loving it every day. And, you know, and I've conducted my business in a way where it's that I can support both mm-hmm. and, you know, and it stays in a perfect balance. That's really smart. That's really smart because a lot of people kind of stuck in their job, whatever it is, if it's a corporation, if it's a career or anything like that. I mean, you're in the military, obviously it's in a way similar to a corporation, right? You have benefits, you have all these things and you have, you know, commanding officers that you don't can't necessarily do everything you want to do, but it's a, it's a work environment, but people get stuck in their careers and don't make plans in terms of figuring out their financial independence, what's going to happen outside of that. People would just rely on, you know, their retirement account or or things like that, when that's not necessarily going to get you there, you know, so taking action, getting into investing and whether passively or actively, there's so many opportunities. I think it's really just about taking advantage of that. Most definitely. I think that that's the case. And, you know, the biggest uh, takeaway for me was when we purchased the 18 unit last year and to do our first multifamily transaction for me as a single family guy, I was like, okay, how do I get here? And uh, it took going to a seminar, somebody saying, hey, you can actually, it's not that you put a team together, you can get there. And so, and actually taking action off of that. And now to the point where looking just to network with other people, other investors, and, you know, getting involved in a couple markets that we focus on and just continue to uh, build teams and, you know, and bring a community of people together that's interested in real estate and learning. And just, I, I just love the whole mastermind concept and just having an ecosystem of people of like mind that you can, you can create a lot of change when you have a, a, a not even a large number of people, but you have the right people right that's people. on the same wavelength. For sure. Is the plan with that? Uh, I mean, the 18 unit is now cash flowing, right? It's now rent leased out. You renovated it. It's it's going well. How, how's that going? Did you? Yeah, so it's going it's going good. So we finally back in June settled with the insurance company and got forty thousand dollars to rebuild four units that had been down from that we took over uh, with them. So that was a back and forth. Estimators going out, engineers from the from them going and actually assessing it. So we got that, and then there was a ten thousand dollar bonus that we didn't um, anticipate. Where's loss of rent that was still owed on the policy that we actually took on. So that that was uh, perfect right at where we need to be at from an estimate to turn the units over. So we're in the process of getting that job kicked off here and uh, looking to refinance at the end of the year. Uh, once we get everything up to 100% occupancy and getting in a long-term fixed rate. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and also at the same time, looking on for the next opportunity. Yeah. So. And what does that look like for you, next opportunities? 
Yeah, so we're looking in Norfolk, Virginia, um, also in Tampa, Florida, and the uh, Charlotte, North Carolina area, and really just looking for value add. And so what we're focused on is really 20 to 60 units. Mm-hmm. So a little bit less um, than a lot of uh, the larger players in the space that, you know, that are looking for on-site management. But I think that we, we with the tools and how we manage the property management companies, that we can be fairly successful and uh, efficient with managing the smaller properties. And then also just for the, uh, when you start looking at the key principles and everything that we need to do for signing on loans, mm-hmm. that is a whole lot more manageable for myself and one other maybe to, uh, to take those deals down and move forward. And uh, yeah. Sure. And, and just continue to build wealth along the way. Absolutely. I mean, you can make a lot of money with uh, with smaller properties also. It doesn't have to be a large, you know, 150, 200 unit syndication. We recently had uh, one of our, last guests at the time of recording this, that is, uh, we recorded it in recent months ago, but with David Tupin, he was talking about specifically that, which just, uh, you know, you can make a lot of money on smaller properties and that's what he's done. In fact, he just closed literally as we're talking today at the time of this recording, obviously, an 18 unit, right? In uh, in Texas that he took over with a joint venture with a partner. And, and you can make, again, if you're not doing syndications and you're not bringing in a huge amount of investors, you can really get a lot more out of those smaller properties. Most definitely. Uh, and, and it was funny. I listened to that show and that like solidified for me, you know, to hear a guy that, you know, had done the big deals. He was like, well, yeah, you know, I have my software company and then, but I'm also looking at smaller deals because, hey, I can make the same type of spread. And I was like, you know what? We made the right decision by doing that. And uh, because I think a lot of it, you can go you can, for me, you can get more intimate with the sellers because a lot of them are mom and pops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot right now, just looking at retirement and things where you can help them versus, you know, dealing with a property management company or a large LLC that owns the bigger deals that uh, I think it just lends itself to some good opportunities. That's right. Yeah. There's a lot more room for, you know, to get into that space. And uh, I think that's a smart, wise decision because, it's also a lot less competitive, right? There are less people going after those smaller deals. There's still a lot of room for improvement. Awesome. So Johnny, I want to transition now into what we call the final four. You know what these are. These are four questions. We ask all of our guests. And the first one I want to ask you, my friend, is what is the worst job that you ever had? Working as asset protection at Target, going into my senior year at the University of Alabama. Um, Hated it, was on my feet all day. And uh, I, even though I was in ROTC, I'm not the big security guard type. So <laughs> especially when you talk about trying to stop somebody walking out the store with PlayStation. So <laughs> yeah, that was definitely by far the worst job that I ever had. Oh man. Wow. So you had to, you, you had to be one of those guys uh, stopping you at the door, checking yeah. your bags. Okay. Well, yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun. It's being on your feet all day, whatever you're doing is, is not a lot of fun. So definitely hear that. What's a, a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? Well, I think for me, and you know, a lot of people at this point, it's kind of cliche with Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But for me and where I where my journey kind of started and came from that everything that was in that book, I, you know, I needed it because I didn't receive it elsewhere kind of growing up for the principles of entrepreneurship, being a business owner, being an investor that um, I really kind of lacked in those areas. And so for me, it kind of opened my eyes and uh, it, it lit that fire under me to kind of get me where I'm at today. So that by far, that's definitely the book that I can say that kind of changed my course. Sure. And there are so many people that you know relate to that because like you said, it's just like your book, right? What they forgot to teach you in school. There are so many things 
that principles that are in that book in the rich dad, you know, poor dad series in general, that a lot of people just don't know that, you know, weren't given that background. The families, you know, weren't, uh, you know, coming from that type of mindset. So you didn't necessarily get that. And so it's important to remember that and kind of give that over and just teach that and share those lessons with as many people as possible. Because if you haven't read that book, right, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have, right, because you've already in the right right direction. But just in case you haven't, you can check it off. And and if you want to be a little contrarian, you can go and listen to uh, the episode with Omar Khan, one of the most listened to uh, episodes of Voice Advice, where he actually takes a different approach and says that uh, he actually didn't like the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. So you can listen to that and see why he thinks that way. But for most people, I think he is the minority, at least in my experience. So that's that's a great book. And um, glad that you brought that up as well. Bring up that point again. So third and final, and it's always, I'm always grateful when I don't have to add a new book to my reading list. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, no, not that I don't want to read more. I just have, uh, I read a lot and and listen a lot when I have time, but there's so much, you know, so much to take in. Third question is going to be, what's a skill or talent that you would like to learn? For me, it's golf. It's golf. I um, I got passionate about it. And, you know, with having a family, three kids and, you know, just managing all of that, <laughs> it's not a lot of time to, you know, to wake up Saturday morning and tell the wife, hey, I'm going out to play golf. I'll be back in four or five hours. And yeah, that's that's not really happening in my household. Um, but no, I think that's, you know, after the retirement age that, um, you know, like I said, you know, focusing on real estate, playing a little golf and just helping people chase their dreams. That's cool. Are you, you look like an athletic person, right? You played other sports? Uh, basketball was my sport, but yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a young man's game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Golf is like an old man's game. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. You don't need, uh, you don't need strong knees for golf. That's for sure. But fourth and final question, what does success mean to you? For me, it means time freedom. And, you know, and I, I talk about this a lot, you know, whenever I get a chance to speak and it's really for me, it's just giving my time back. Whereas that I can spend time with my family, you know, can pour into their lives. And then for other people who are trying to take action and take control of their lives, then, you know, doing whatever I can in my power to kind of help them and have that time to do that. And so for me, it's just really getting the time back, you know, being away from your family, six, seven months deployed at a time, you know, depending on your service, maybe longer. And, you know, my last one in 2018 was eye opening for me, you know, now that I had two kids and my wife was pregnant during the time, it was like, yeah, this, 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 is this sucks. And so, you know, for me, this is really the time freedom and, you know, being able to, with that in real estate that the, you have the money and the passive income to pay your bills where you can focus your time wherever you want to. So, right. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's very difficult to have that time freedom if you don't have that passive income or you don't have those investments. So you got to start at some point, right? In that point, if it, if it wasn't uh, yesterday, it's got to be today. Yes. So so everyone listening to that, I hope you're taking action on that. I just want to, those of you who have uh, listened all the way to the end here, I want to uh, just thank you for that. But uh, I want to just take a second and look at the wall behind you. Those of you who are watching the video over here, you got three signs over there. Just tell me a little bit about what, what that means. It says hustle, grind, execution. Yeah, you know, for me, and you see the guy over to the side, I think uh, Kobe Bryant is just a mamba mentality. And really for me, it's just that, you know, Every day is going. You're going to have challenges. It's, it's going. You're going to have ups and downs. You know, I try never to get too high, never get too low. But at the end of the day, it's a grind. 
you got to hustle. You got to put in the reps. And if you if you show up consistently, then good things will happen. And I think that's where you come in with the execution, just being consistent and just showing up every day. When, even when you don't feel like it, that you'll be when you look back on it, whether it's a year from now, five years, 10 years, that you're going to be proud of yourself and everything that you've done. If you if you if you stay committed to the cause. So very powerful words to end with. I uh, appreciate that. And appreciate you taking the time. Where can our listeners find you or reach out to you, Johnny? Yeah. So I'm out a couple of places, uh, primarily LinkedIn. Um, and then also uh, Instagram, Johnny Lanham, Vet, and then just johnnylanham.com. Awesome. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well as a link to your uh, upcoming book that, uh, again, we talked about earlier in the podcast that you're going to be releasing later this year, probably still pre-order at this point, but yep. check that out. And you know, appreciate you taking the time out today. It's great, uh, great catching up. Yes, most definitely. I'm glad to get opportunity to sit down and chat. So Amazing. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us all the way till the end. And again, remember till next time, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.